Today is Monday, June 17th. This is your Daily Perspective from Politics NC. I'm Kirk Kovac here in Raleigh. Thomas is on the phone with us in Carborough. Thomas, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Kirk. So the big news today, um, yesterday, Cal Cunningham, who was running for lieutenant governor, uh, switched races and he filed with FEC and he's going to run for the uh, in the Democratic primary to uh, in future, perhaps face Tom Tillis in the general if he makes it through. So, Thomas, I know you wrote about this today. Could you just walk us a uh, 10,000 foot overview of this Cal Cunningham situation? Sure. Um, the Washington establishment and the North Carolina Democratic establishment's basically been looking for somebody that they would consider a top tier candidate to run against Tom Tillis. Tillis is basically considered the most vulnerable GOP incumbent, or at least one of the most vulnerable GOP incumbents. And every week he looks more vulnerable because it looks like his primary challenger is getting stronger. So in, in that environment, you kind of get, you started to begin to feel the, the, the first uh, kind of panic about not finding the, the, the candidate they need. And there are two candidates who are officially in the race already. One is Erica Smith, a state senator from northeastern North Carolina, and Trevor Fuller, who's a, a county commissioner out of Mecklenburg County. But both of them have been in the race since January, and neither one of them has raised substantial money. To win a race in North Carolina, you, you've got to have, you know, th- this race will be tens of millions, if not a hundred million dollar race. And uh, the, I think Fuller raised $24,000, Smith raised uh, $21,000. It just wasn't enough to impress anybody. And, and neither one of them has created much of a buzz around their candidacy. In that void, I think Cunningham saw an opportunity. He's in a really crowded lieutenant governor's primary right now, and um, Democrats were really searching for somebody. He raised three hundred thousand uh, dollars by the end of the 2018. By the end of December, he had three hundred thousand dollars raised, which showed he has the the capacity to raise serious money. The the big test for him is going to be getting into the race. Uh, basically, the, the what seventeenth of June, um, and having to raise enough money to impress the Washington establishment and the donor class by June thirtieth. Now, Deborah Ross did something similar back in two thousand and fifteen. She got in the race late, and think was in it maybe three weeks, and then posted five hundred thousand dollars. That, that was enough to grab the attention of everybody and say, this is a real race. I, I think Cunningham has to you know, show heavy six figures by June 30th for people to take him seriously. And uh, if he does that, he might be able to keep other people out of the race. So, uh, Eric Mansfield, who has a kind of similar profile to him, to Cal, in that uh, he's, he served one term in the state Senate. He's been saying he's going to get into the race. But he hadn't done it yet. He's, he's, I think he said he formed an exploratory committee, but he's still not filed paperwork with the FEC. So maybe a big money haul by June 30th could keep Mansfield out um, and any other prospective names that are out there, keep them, keep them apart. You know, I, I think that Cal has one advantage over everybody else getting in this race, and it's that he's done it before. He ran in 2010, and while he lost a primary to Elaine Marshall, 
he started to understand the process. And, and these U.S. Senate races are different than any other race on the ballot. They're, they're, they're bigger, they're statewide, but they're also nationalized. Every competitive U.S. Senate race is a nationalized race. So you're not just running a race inside of North Carolina. You're also running a race with the national media, with the national donor class, and with the establishment in Washington to prove that you've got the chops to do it. And, uh, you know, if they're pretty brutal. If they don't think you do, they'll cut you off real fast. And so, and Cunningham, I'm sure, understands that probably better than most. So, you know, he, he brings some assets to the table that nobody else has shown so far. Uh, in terms of strategy, do you think um, this makes the most sense for him in terms of being the first uh, top-tier candidate to get into the race and, and, I guess, just try to box everybody else out if he posts strong numbers at the end of the month? Does that seem like the most um, logical way to do it? Yeah, I mean, if he, if he, he couldn't really... I think he would have a harder time if he waited until the third quarter. You know, I think my guess is is they we've been hearing rumors he was getting in for a while. My guess is is he spent a lot of time lining up a bunch of support and that uh, he's collecting checks left and right and, and online donations right this second, and he will do that nonstop. It'll be a brutal few weeks for him. But if he can show that he's got the chops to do it, it's a it'll it'll show that he's he's a a real candidate. Um, now you know I, I know that there were there are a lot of people that wanted a woman to run for the seat, and nobody stepped up. Um, Deborah Ross could still do it. Uh, she's the one person that that's out there that probably both brings the same experience that or and even more experience that she went through a general election and the network to jump in and raise really big money really fast. So, um, you know, that that's kind of where we are right now. Right. Well, so at what point do you think other people would stop considering, you know, with these other top tier candidates? Do you think it is after, after this next filing report and he shows big numbers? Do you think that, um, how much do you think it would need to be? in terms of keeping other people out. I know everybody talked about Jeff Jackson earlier in the year and that's fizzled out um, and potentially other candidates, like I think Janet Cowell. So, um, you know, I mean, what, what type of numbers do you think he would need to post? I think he, you know? to, to really keep people out, he needs to be above $500,000. You know, if, if he can hit, if he can hit, uh, you know, somewhere between two fifty and five hundred. dollars he's going to make people who have to raise money take a hard look. If he only raises $250,000, though, he may encourage somebody like uh, Richard Moore, the former treasurer, who says he's looking at it, to jump into the race. I mean, part of Cal's thing is he needs, he needs to basically lock down the donor class to make him appear to be the chosen one. And, and if he can do that, you know, he can, he can really kind of block people who do not have resources of their own to put into the race. Well, uh, so, you know, getting through this primary, assuming he wins the primary and faces off against Tom Tillis, do you think that there is a um, sort of compelling juxtaposition of the two? Like, what do you see as the face up against him and Tom Tillis, how do you think that campaign might shake out in terms of the issues or how they might go after each other? 
I, you know, I, I, I really, I don't, I hadn't thought too much about the general election. Um, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I think probably the better matchup with Tillis is a woman or, or, or an African-American because Democrats are going to need to have a great big turnout. And I think one of the fears they have is you got Joe Biden at the top of the ticket. You know, um, now if you got Cunningham as the state senator, I mean, the U.S. Senate candidate, you got Cooper as the, uh, the, the, the gubernatorial candidate, and then you know Josh Stein is AG. You better hope somebody, uh, one one of the women running, wins that lieutenant governor's race uh, to to round it out. But but really, the the top three, the drivers of turnout, are U.S. Senate, governor, and president. And it, and if they're all three white men, Democrats run the risk of depressing their base. Right. Well. I think that's about all we can say on this right now. This is still very new in terms of uh, breaking yesterday. The the only other thing to look at this week, um, for sure, the Supreme Court did not have a decision for the gerrymandering case today. So leave either the end of this week or next week, but certainly within the next two weeks, we should know what's going to happen with redistricting in North Carolina, right? That's right. And, and the big thing is, is will we redraw districts? You know, I think there are, there are a lot of people looking at congressional races, hoping that there's going to be a, a reconfiguration um, and uh, thinking that they might, they might jump in, particularly the second congressional district or some iteration of that second congressional Raleigh-based district that leans more Democratic. Um, so that could make things a lot more competitive in, in that part if they do redraw it. If they don't redraw it, it'll be interesting to see what it does to drawing people into those those races. Right. Well, we did have a couple of uh, very close races in those districts that normally shouldn't be very close. I know um, Linda Coleman uh, was running there and Kathy Manning also. Those were pretty close races in terms of how Democrats should perform in a gerrymandered district. So that'll definitely have big implications for 2020 and beyond, uh, assuming we probably get another congressional district here. Uh, after they do the census. Yep. Yep. That's right. And it'll, it'll almost certainly be a democratic leaning district. Well, that's all we have for today from politics and C I'm Kirk Kovac here, with Thomas Mills, and we will see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to perspective from politics NC. If you liked our podcast today, be sure to leave a review wherever you listen, follow us at politics NC on Twitter and like our page on Facebook. Be sure to visit politicsnc.com to read the articles we discuss each day and where new articles are posted every morning.